Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to Backpacking and Blisters, episode 13. Throwing rocks at drones and other annoying things. Here with me today, we have the, of course, the legendary man who likes to stuff cinnamon bears in my backpack, Carl Mandrioli, and also a special guest, the man who will hike with five pound weights, DVDs, uh, trees, you name it, he'll do it, Rocky <laughs> Brown. Rock, welcome. Yo. Welcome, man. How you doing? Thanks. Doing well. How are you doing, Derek? I'm good. You guys are out in Colorado, just freezing right. over there. That's right. It's dedication, dude. It's dedication. It is dedication. Yeah, Rocky's out for a visit. We got him on the podcast. So I think, you know, we've talked about him a few times in previous episodes, and I think some people are like, you know, this guy doesn't sound real. Oh. And, oh, no, he's real. And you're going to find out more about him tonight for sure, because we have no idea what he's about to share regarding tonight's topic. <laughs> That's true. So, That's true. All right. So, Rocky, since uh, you're a special guest, let's... Let's just get to know you a little bit and just kind of just give us a rundown, like two memorable things, like most memorable things you have from backpacking. Wow. <clears throat> Influential, um, something like a struggle. Derek shared his struggle a couple weeks ago with his death march on yes. the Red Peak Pass trip. Could be uh, yeah. just fond memories, could be could be positive things, could be anything. Just when I say backpacking, you know, first big things that come to mind. Hmm, man, there's a ton of them, but uh, if I had to choose two, I'd probably choose, you know, it's already been mentioned, but throwing the Frisbees off of Red Peak Pass, that was mm. pretty epic. Um, hadn't thrown a Frisbee in a long time, so that was fun to just let loose. Technically a disc, by the way. Frisbees get kind of flimsy. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. But you did want to call it finding <laughs> Frisbees, so. I kind of did, but discs are like for disc golf and they go about like, I don't know, 20 times farther. Darn it, man! Yeah, I gotta. I gotta sorry, sorry, it's kind of kind of a technicality there. Yeah, no, kind of got you. Kind of got weird on us there. <laughs> well, not weird if you are into disc golf. <laughs> huge, huge population, huge, <laughs> growing every day <laughs> by the dozens. Um, yeah, and then I'd say probably uh, the other one would be when uh, it, it was. This was like pre Derek days, so Derek wouldn't even know this. Mm. But uh, when Carl and I hiked with another guy uh, 23 miles in one day to finish Mm. through White White Wolf in uh, Yosemite. Grand Canyon of Tuolumne. That's when it was. Yeah. Saw some rattlesnakes along the way. Almost stepped on one, actually. Wow. Yeah, you did. did. Yeah. Saw a bear. Mm -hmm. Epic. Just, I mean, I don't know. Tons of elevation gain. Tons of just hilarious stuff. A lot of movie trivia. Real memorable time for sure. You could call that the precursor to the Red Peak Pass trip because I think I read about that trip in Backpacker Magazine like forever ago and it was said it was a five-day trip and so I felt like I was all proud of myself for like having done it in three days. I was like, we can do this. Mm. So, and that led to 17 blisters on Derek's feet and not being able to move the second day of the trip. <laughs> life changer, man. Yeah, so it's life, all, life changing. They all kind of connect in a weird way. So, really do. all right, well, Rocky, thanks, man. That's awesome. So we have an episode today, which is going to take us in a different direction. We call it throwing rocks at drones, but really it encompasses just some things that people might find annoying in the backcountry. Yeah, so I think we're going to jump into that. But before we do, I actually posted a question on a like a backpacking Facebook page that has a bunch of uh, followers, and a ton mm-hmm. of people responded with their most annoying things. And so I just wanted to give a rundown of some of the things there, and we can kind of react to them. 
but we'll jump in with our specific ones. And I think I've avoided the ones that we might choose here from this list. So ho well, hopefully so. So um, let's, yeah, let's just do this. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kind of run down the, kind of the main things that popped up or either the interesting things. And if you had any thoughts or reactions to it, chime in for sure. But right. among among the list from across the country was uh, loud talkers. Loud talkers. Yeah. Really? Do so we, I think our whole group would be annoying. Yeah. Then. I was about so? to say, like, we would be like, yeah, just they could just put us down as the uh, number one thing. Really? Loud talkers? Like, have we like shouted people off mountain passes, you think? Or, or what, what are you thinking here? I mean, there was a guy named Rocky who did something similar to that. I think right. uh, right. room bells. Uh, <laughs> what was going through your mind there, Rock? Like, what, what you know, just volume aside. Like, were you just you were excited, obviously, that we we're to that point. But were you obviously? Well, maybe you were. Were you just trying to like annoy people, or no? Was it over excitement? It, it was pretty much over excitement. It was it was more because the Rock looked like a pig, and it reminded me of one of my favorite groups, One Bad Pig. And so I just. <laughs> You know, I decided to just go for the song right there yeah. on the pig rock. Right. And people are literally like plugging their ears saying, we cannot stand this anymore. And they're <laughs> hiking away from a beautiful scene. And I, you know, you said, you said that kind of we're responsible for that, Derek, but I would like to say that I, I don't even think you are. I think, I think, um, that's definitely some members of our group, but not everybody. So we'll, we'll leave this one on Rocky since he's here. So Rocky, you have been officially complained about. You're on the list. Loud talker. Dude. It's a bummer. What a bummer. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. That's, that's never but been my objective. That's That was not my intent. Uh, right. Well, let, let's paint Let's paint the picture, though. There's there's all these people who climb this pass. You know, maybe they've been hiking for over 10 miles plus. It's been a long day. They make this summit. They're like, oh, I can just chill and relax and enjoy nature. And then here comes this, like, bearded manimal up the trail, <laughs> just, like, unleashing, like, pitches of volume that nobody's ever heard before. So I don't know, like, you know, what does that, what does that say about you? <laughs> it says not I don't know. I don't know for sure. It's just like another day in Rocky's life. Probably. Like, I don't think, I, I'm with Rocky, I don't think he was intending to shout people off the pass. I think that's just a byproduct of his um, personality. Enthusiasm? Yeah. Enthusiasm, that's a good way of That is it. a good word. Yeah, so. Well, well, I mean, let's be honest, though, we're, we're used to it, so it's not like a big deal, but other people are like, what? What's up with this guy? Right. Like he's maybe got so that's much energy. part of it. I just forget that other people don't know me. Don't worry. I'm, I'm on this list somewhere, so we'll get to me too. But uh, one that I thought was kind of funny was somebody like termed the phrase tourist hikers for people that are just like in large groups, kind of just blocking the path. So like you mm. have to, I think you, I think their implications, you have to say something to get around them because they're just not going to let you by. Like on the trail, they're just going to block the trail or something? Yeah, like they're not trying to block the trail. There's just so many of them and they're just kind of like off in their own world and they just, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're So I think this person also sort of lumped in families too. And right. that one, I, I, I like the tourist hikers, but I don't like adding families because I think, I mean, like I've taken my kids hiking a ton of times and no matter how many times you say stay to the right, stay to the right, stay to the right, like there's times when they're literally just in the way and we have to just kind of yank them out of the way and they'll eventually get it, but you know, like I'm trying. And so, and I think people can wait half a second to get by a family. I think it's awesome. We see families out there. The tourist hikers though, like, honestly, do you guys think that there's that many tourist hikers, you know, once you get like two miles past the trailhead? How, how far would a day hiker really typically go? Yeah. But I think a know? day hiker is more serious than a tourist hiker. We just kind of like, you know, pitter pattering around and pitter patter. That's a good one. You like that? I just made that up. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it all varies on the person though. Like I don't know. I, I think that's I think it's a minor issue because I think that's just close to the trailhead. Once you get out there, you're out there, which ties into the next one, which is people everywhere. I think people don't like the crowds, but if you are doing a trail, I think just the farther you get out there, the fewer people you're going to see, the more off trail you go, like we've talked about before, the fewer people you're going to see. I don't know. What would you guys say to the complaint of people everywhere? Yeah, I would. Rock? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, after two miles, I think you hit it right on the head. It seems like after that magical two mile marker if you will it's like the crowds kind of disperse and you're just more out in the wilderness and you know there's not too many people to worry about at that point and usually like i've noticed that you run into people like nuns who are just excited to see the strider so they're you're ru usually running into like <laughs> Wait, did you say did you say you run into people like <laughs> nuns <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a group of there was that group of nuns back up at Maroon Bells mm. who just thought the Strider was awesome. 
Are you, are, you, are you claiming that the nuns are tourist hikers? No, no. I'm saying that they're not. Like I'm saying they get you get past that okay. two mile mark and the people that you run into, even if there are more people than you would be wanting out on the trail, they're usually cooler people that you can like yeah. have good conversations with. I feel uh, like that could be a whole other episode is like unexpected people and things you see on the trail. Ooh, that would be huge. So we'll save that one. But um, it could be, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one. So people everywhere. I think also there's definitely trails where there's like a highway of people, you know, any like through hike that's popular um, is definitely going to be like that. So if you just get off the beaten path, I think you can definitely avoid that. But okay. leftover food and trash in the fire pits. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always that's annoying. A- I mean, I think for most people, it would be annoying. This next one is dogs, but I think it's specific to like dogs without leashes and dogs it'll just kind of come up to you but that's not an issue in the national parks they're not even allowed there i don't think or at least not the ones we've been to well yeah that's true i i did have we took our dog i know to like big sur and that's walked not him a around national park we, we're still but working on what our national I'm parks not saying. aren't <laughs> <laughs> again I'll again you, folks I'll send, uh, I'll send you a list you know what <laughs> you know i can't wait i can't wait till later in the episode when i just kind of you know i could just <laughs> you holding back on something right here you know, it's all about timing on these podcasts. <laughs> you guys and, racing the you know, I want I want Carl to feel like he's ahead in the game. And that's fine. It's totally fine. Uh I know it's not a national park. I'm just saying we I'm thinking of the distance we went with our dog and we probably went three or four miles, no mm. leash. So that we definitely fit probably in that category, I would right. imagine. Mm. Carving into trees. Uh yeah. Like yeah. J Hart D, for example. <laughs> what about C heart J? Yeah, different J's. Just to specify. <laughs> That's good Debatable. to get that in there. Yeah, debatable. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have not done that. Yeah, you haven't done that. You've never done. That? I've not. I'm not a tree carver. Are you? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not going to answer it. No, I've never carved. I feel like you're more of like a rock graffiti guy. Uh, no. I actually trashy. okay. I'll, I'll admit this. I have carved on like a metal pole. <laughs> on a railing uh, in, in, Catal- in Catalina. Okay. Oh. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, I got two more for you. So the next one that uh, popped up on this Facebook site was joining others around the campfire hmm. without bringing a few sticks to contribute. Hmm. <laughs> that's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to naysay that. That's not that. Well, I appreciate that because you're usually in charge of the campfire. And really, that's the only thing you do contribute to the group on camp. So, <laughs> ouch! I feel like you, ouch. like if we brought the sticks for you, like you would have no purpose in the camp. Is that is that's deep? That cuts. That cuts deep. <laughs> where where would you be if you didn't have any like you know video interviews on the trip though? You know what I mean? Mm, like if there's no technology or cameras, like. You know, that used to be anti-Carl is no cameras, no nothing, guys. Come on, let's turn I down the technology. No cameras. I'm not big on the. It was no pictures. Well, so, you know, yeah. no, no pictures, pictures of no, him you know. specifically. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and then and then he turned this corner of like, I'm getting older. I need to document my life and <laughs> let's bring everything we can. So you're basically we, calling this whole thing a midlife crisis. It could be. It could really be. Maybe he's just not aware of it. I don't know. But. I'm proud of him. You know, he's, he's branching out of his shell, and that's good. Last one is rude trail runners that think they own the trail. Wow. So, and I, have, you, have you met a lot of those? Well, I am a trail runner, and I feel like I am not rude. Though. I'm, I'm willing to stop and let people pass, and I definitely say hi, or if they do get off the trail for me, I say thank you at all times. I try to stay to the right like we talked about before. But, th- no, I think that there's definitely rude trail runners, and if you're in a – like a mountain bike zone. I feel like the mountain bikers are worse to be honest. And I mountain bike I too. So I try to be super nice, but man, if they're coming downhill, like you, you better get out of their way. Cause they're going to hurt you. Well, okay. Let me ask you this and be honest. Like I'm sure you're for the most part, you know, polite and all that stuff. But is it, is it this thing where like, as you get going faster, like I'm running, you better get it. Yeah. Get out of my way. Like I'm running, like the energy's going, like, do you feel like this, like people should just know to step aside? So I think honestly, you know I mean? no, I think what it is, really is is what i would call the strava effect which um if you, if you don't know what that is strava is an app which can track your hiking your uh, biking your running and it can track like how well you do against other people so if people are really fast and they're trying to you know run a segment and beat you know the group's time or whatever 
they don't want to step aside. They don't want to stop. They want to keep their momentum going. And mm. so they are more motivated by this like virtual competition than they are by like common courtesy. Sad. That's really it, sad. Yeah. That's my theory. I don't know if it's right or not, but there you go. Rocky and I are both on Strava, but we don't, we're not obsessive about it. I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to judge. I, I think you're kind of right because there are times when I do find myself getting a little obsessive about it. So I could totally see that that theory might really be true. All right. So Rocky's obsessive. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> there's times not 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 often right but they do happen. rocky are you hiking are you are you guys doing this at rush hour is there a rush hour on the trail i think the point of this list is like it's kind of fun to see what people are complaining about and there's a few things on here that we haven't yet shared but what we want to do is is focus on some annoying things in the backcountry that are fixable so each of us is going to throw out two things, and then the, the other two are going to try to to try to come up with a solution to the problem, no matter how outlandish or possibly absurd it is. Mm. So, right. you know, Rocky's Rocky's our guest. Let's let Rocky go first in this one. Let, go ahead. Okay. Buddy. All right. Start us off. This one might sound funny to some people, but I'd say the most annoying thing for me is that we have all this time, like out on the trail or out in the middle of nowhere, no real agenda other than to just like try to kick each other's butts be the faster one to to camp and all that type of stuff. And uh, I have a back, uh, like a backpacking Bible study all planned and we never do it. You know, like here's the thing. Mm. Jesus like did everything for us, died on the cross, you know, took the cross, took the crown of thorns. And I can't even get a Bible study together for him. So I just find that in, like, like there's all that time out there. How can I not spend time glorifying the great God that made us? So you feel like the group is sabotaging your Bible study plans? No, no, no. I feel like it's on me. Like half the time I'll even, I'll remember to do the Bible study right as I'm about to go to sleep and everybody else is already out. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's tough. I get tired. I mean, I got got an easy solution for that. Oh, what is it? It's so easy. Okay. You're going to do this. You're going to get a, like a pen (laughs) and you're just going to write on your hand. Bible study at camp tonight. Boom. Mm. And then you just look at it when you're eating your food, every spoonful. You're like, oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. Derek, you just solved it. I'm just, you know. Right on the hand. I, mean, I, feel, I feel like that's like technologically advanced. That's amazing. Sometimes you got you to gotta dumb it down to speed it up. You know, you know what, what I mean? you're right. I mean, I, I should have known that I teach middle school kids. That's pretty much the main thing that they all write on. So don't know Is why. On their hand? <laughs> that's their main way of taking notes these days. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Or just put a big permanent marker dot on your hand. You'll be like, why did I do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Raggy's forgetting. Yeah. I think it's just that when he, when we're all kind of together sitting down and there's time for it, we're exhausted. But let's 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 clarify that, okay? Because who eats more on the trip than anybody? Probably Rocky, maybe Knowlton. And I got to say... <laughs> As you're as you're eating, your hands are going toward your face mm. constantly. So that's what better reminder for him to look at than this black yeah. dot on his hand every time See, he takes a bite. See, that's genius, like, man. When people think I'm that you're shallow, Derek, we're going to cite this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Surface only, guys. Surface only. <laughs> All right. So I think so. This is something I've been talking about. Is we try, we try, try different things. Like we don't want to do it in the morning because. It honestly takes us forever to get out of camp, and we have guys waking up pretty late. Nighttime, we're tired. Uh, we've tried, like, while we're hiking, and that's sort of worked at times, mm-hmm. but it's hard to engage everybody, especially with a large group. So my solution is, and I think this will fit with what you like to do on the trail, Derek, is to have a lunch break where we can all sit down and break bread together and talk about the Bible. And I think that the reason why I think it fits you, Derek, is because you you like taking a lot of breaks. As you'll recall, as you'll recall, though, I like to keep my backpack mm. out longer yeah, than well. you. Look, and you know what, too, Carl? It's it's your shoulders I'm really thinking mm. about. It's not me I needing a break because your shoulders are weak. You got me in that one. All right, mm. so that's that's one. I think that's a fair one, Rocky. So that's kind of a that's I don't think it's unique to our group, but I, th- I don't think a lot of groups are really focused on that. So yeah, this happens every time we have guests on. Is we just don't know what they've got, and I like it because it's gonna kind of out of left field, but still hopefully relevant. Hmm. I so, hope so. Uh, this one, this one actually did appear on the Facebook site as well, and I just I thought of it ahead of time, and I was like, yes, that is an issue, and that is when you are hiking uphill. And there's somebody coming at mm-hmm. you downhill. The I feel like the right of way should go to the people that are struggling uphill, unless they need a break and they like, you know, step off the path first and kind of like let the people by. But I, I feel like 
that doesn't happen. A lot of times the people coming downhill, kind of like those mountain bikes you're talking about, they just plow ahead and you have to get out of their way. Shouldn't the, the people struggling like have the right of way? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. They should. But I think a lot of times I've noticed that the larger group usually gets the right of way, regardless of the direction. And like I because I, there's been many times like we're on the trail and like we'll be walking in the group. We have like, what, six or eight people in the group and there's like two people and they just automatically stop and they wait for us to do whatever we're going to do. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the way it should be. But that's what so I'm it noticed. sounds like you're rationalizing it, but you're not really solving my problem. I'm not solving it. I'm just responding before okay. I solve it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say like, you know, people struggling should get the right away. Um, I do like the number thing, though, because I have seen that happen a lot. But I think that would be like just a good unspoken rule to maybe, you know, employ in your everyday backpacking to like let the person who's putting in more effort have the right away. Um, if you're going downhill, you know, like you could like, dude, you're, you're just cruising anyway. So you could cruise to a stop, then cruise. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Who's right back into your cruising should be fine. Hmm. Like if you're going uphill, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to be struggling, then you stop, then you have to get back to it. That's, that's more energy. Let the person who's exerting less energy move off to the side. Okay. Look, l- let's make okay. this easy for you. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nut and bolt this my for hand you. Again. Okay. If you're, okay. there's no drawing mm-hmm. on the hand this time. Okay. As you're, you're going to become more vocal. Number one. Okay. So if you're, <laughs> if you're going downhill, which shouldn't be a problem for anybody in our group. Like if you're going downhill and you see people coming up, they'll be like, Hey, go on ahead, go on ahead. And you take that initiative. That's kind of an easy one, right? If you are, com- if you're coming uphill and you're like, man, these people need to know that I should keep going and they should stop, but they don't seem like they're going to stop. That's where you have a sign wrapped around your neck and you just hold it up. And it says, coming through, please pull over. How about? Or you could do, oh, actually, the best thing I had actually was for this. You know those little things? Uh, they look, you, you get them in a box when you were a kid and um, they're like these little white things. And they're, they're, it's like you wrap little, maybe like some little gunpowder in them or something, but it's not gunpowder. And you throw them on the ground and they mm. snap. They're called like, they snappers, I guess. You could take a handful of those and throw them at the lead hiker. He'll be so spooked, he'll jump off the trail. Therefore, yeah. that'd be that'd be awesome. I'm like in a really exposed really trail where they like jump off the trail like down a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. that's what I'm thinking about. You know, I mean, then you have the whole trail to yourself. Uh, yeah, that sounds reasonable. I think, um, but I think Rocky. I was just thinking to myself. I was trying to solve my own problem here. Rocky usually has like a hundred pound pack. He played football for USC. If we just put him up front and we just simply have him not move, he just hikes forward. So if people are hiking at him, they will plow into him, but he will win even with their downward momentum. <laughs> oh, better, better yet, give him a, give him, you know, he always brings a football on the trip. So you go into football mode, you go running back mode, and you make obviously like your loud grunting noise. And it sounds like, yeah! Like every time oh. a group approaches and they're going to be like, whoa, let's just get out of this right. guy's way because he's crazy. And that opens the trail up. So Dang, like I said, that's more vocal. That's great thinking. You know, and you could actually even add like kind of a passive side to it where you do that. And then on the football, you have the giant arrow already there. So you're communicating with that as well as with the grunting and whatnot. 
I, I don't know that we solved this That's problem. That's a hard one, though. But I'm not the only, yeah, well, not the only the, person the downhill... because it's posted on the Facebook site. So I'm not the only person that has this thought. No, I think we... I disagree. I think we solved the downhill problem. Okay, if you're going downhill... You just become more vocal and be like, "Hey, you guys, go ahead." We'll so wait if you here. feel like if you feel like that the solves uphill, the problem, I don't know you didn't listen to my problem because I, it wasn't the downhill problem. It was going uphill. Is the problem. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to solve everybody's <laughs> problem. Okay, so this, you know, as you're going uphill, I don't know if you can fully solve that because you're going to get all types of people. Some are jerks, some are not, and some people recognize that stuff, okay. and some people don't. So let's get that's to your the problem. Sad what, part. what do you want to complain about? Gosh, this is a huge, huge problem. Okay, I'm. I have a problem, and this is, uh, you know, people on, on. No, not on the trail. This is for people off trail. Okay, who use their body, and they will run full speed at trees and knock <laughs> no. trees over. Like they just, uh, they just uproot trees. That sounds this impossible. Is kind of Okay, I'm just I'm point I'm pointing the finger at Rocky. No, actually, it's it's kind of funny, but I'm bringing this up because it's kind of awesome. So Rocky, I'm going to describe Rocky like this. I don't know if you, anybody watches basketball. He's kind of like the Energizer Bunny. Like, there's no there's no limit to his energy say, at times. Do you see anybody that so watches he, basketball and then you talk about the Energizer Bunny? Does the Energizer Bunny play? Basketball? I'm going to get to the <laughs> basketball part. You gotta you gotta. There's no patience in you. There's no Yoda. You need some more Yoda in you. You know what I mean? So he's like the Russell Westbrook of basketball. Like he never gets tired. There's your basketball reference. So he will, uh, I think a couple trips, at, at least two or three, like he'll go just steamroll. We have this on film at some points where he's knocked over dead, burnt trees and uprooted them. But to his credit, um, I solved my own problem by, you know, verbalizing what you did is you, the next trip, then brought your own baby tree in your backpack <laughs> and then re- and then replanted a tree so it's like you took from nature but then you replaced something else you know what i mean so that was that was awesome it was like full circle wow you know what i mean so Derek, thanks for remembering for all, all that for all those people thanks for, yeah thanks for putting it, it deep. so poetically man it was deep. that was beautiful it's it's uh it was something <laughs> Rocky, watch, let's, let, let's get to the core of this issue so, rocky why did you tackle a tree um i i miss football i just you know i wish i could still play there's just not time but uh, yeah, that's pretty much why. Okay. Hitting people's just fun. It really is. I would like to specify it was a dead tree. And there's a rumor that you and actually burnt. like and burnt. seriously injured your shoulder in the process. Yeah, I did. I did. The shoulder hurt for the next probably three weeks, but it was so worth it. It was, you know, the, the pain from the shoulder like really kind of paled in comparison to the fulfillment in, you know, in the core of my being, I guess you will. Well, I'm right. learning from you, that Derek. I mean, the non-shallow guy. Well, you know, as Carl said, I'm uh, if I'm going to do this like in a okay, I'm going to give you this reference. Uh, Carl's referring to me as like a water skier conversationalist where I'm just on surface, where as you just went to like a snuba, <laughs> snuba, not snorkel, not not scuba, but more snuba level. Dude, so you're getting down there, dude. You, I appreciate it. Wow. So, oh god. You know? So how are we matching up against like the rest of the nation and kind of their general complaints about backpacking? We've had three so far, and one of the three was on the list. Nobody mentioned taking trees down or Bible studies, but it's kind of unique to our group. But you know what? I bet we've got something coming up that will apply to all. Rocky, back to you. Drones. Here it is. What <laughs> is the problem with drones? Why Why is this episode entitled Throwing Rocks at Drones? What you got? Drones can kill you. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> military okay, I, military I, I, drones. I, I wasn't expecting, fun. yeah, the military drone thing. I, okay, here's the thing. I was just doing what I do after my, you know, I used to teach English. Now I teach PE. So I'm in the back of the school on the day, the last day of school before Christmas break. I think they call it winter break now, but whatever. I call it Christmas break. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um Bunch of kids shooting baskets. They all leave. Then two kids come out to the field that's, you know, surrounded by our track out there and they just bust out their drones. And I'm like, wait, are they allowed to be doing this? Long story short, one kid's doing all these flips with his drones and it's really pretty awesome, but he just flies a little too close to the ground (laughs) and he like hits his friend who's actually flying the other drone in the back. And immediately, you know, being a Californian, and a Californian teacher, I'm thinking liability, lawsuits, something. So I go running over there thinking I need to save the kid's life. And they're like, that was awesome. I'm like, man, that's actually that my awesome. reaction to something like that, but not the typical reaction. And 
ever since I saw that, I'm going, dude, if there's somebody flying a drone on the trail, that thing could hit us and we don't even know where it came from. So it could be like a constant worry that puts you in this unnecessary suspense rather than in the, you know, just in the the embrace of nature, of God's mm. creation, if you will. I think that's the biggest complaint is that it kind of, uh, yeah, takes takes away from your experience. Absolutely. I think Rocky. I think Rocky's more worried he'll be caught on film knocking trees over. Yeah. Well, you're right. It was pretty much a cover up for for that. But you know what I mean. So, so Derek, this is this is tough for us because we so sort of have. Well, we kind of. I don't know. I I, I would describe my relationship with drones as kind of like a love hate because I have had a drone with a cam. I think it was with a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like it was from one of our neighbors hovering over our backyard when we were like you know the kids are playing back there. So it's weird to have, think that someone's like filming right. your backyard. And so I was tempted to throw a rock at it Ooh. and I didn't, but I will say like in doing some research, there's been so people who pull out shotguns and literally shot drones down because uh, technically your air there's, it's like you have, you own the airspace around your house up to your roof and a little, little bit above, but it's not super defined. And so there's been like court cases about what happens when you take a drone down in your backyard and I feel like, it, you know, kind of relating to the backcountry, that's like taking to the next level. Now you're like trying to get away from it all. And now you've got somebody flying a drone like hovering above you. Let me just ask you a question. Did you Google how much airspace Maybe. is part of your property? Maybe. Did you, did you already know that? I mean, it's, this is what I'm talking about, people. This is what I'm talking about. Airspace in front of your house. Does it go out now? Does it go to your sidewalk in front of your house or to the street? Like I, you know? honestly, what I was searching was what oh, no. rights you wow. had. To, like, could you legit like legally throw a rock at a drone? Is what I was trying to figure out. Final final question: <laughs> Is the airspace is the airspace inside your mailbox down the, the street front. part of your airspace? Agreed. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I, I haven't found a drone in there. But anyway, the the point was uh, that that um that you can't you can't and you can't and, and could honestly, be it's, it's there's no like federal laws regarding taking drones down it's all local stuff so if you're really like anti-drone it's local but this is that's kind of related to your backyard if you're out there in the wilderness most national forests and national parks outlaw them i've still seen them out there but i think kind of like a side note problem with what rocky suggested is i kind of i kind of want to bring one derek so how do we do that without annoying other people well you have to get a really stealth drone that you can pack in your backpack it's hard because like uh, first of all a lot of the drones are big and they're they're clunky and it's like you're gonna have to bring this separate case for it and you know it's like this huge obstacle that really you have to like and and the thing is like if you're gonna do a drone um which you're not allowed to anyway in the national park i don't know like i I wanted to bring one secretly as well because like we go to a lot of places that are unpopulated and there's a lot of really cool stuff and it's cool to get like maybe some perspective shots or whatever but even after i had like researched it and like I was about to buy one, what, probably like three or four times. Like, I decided not to do it because it's just, yeah. it was just too hard to pack it, it you know, back. and it was just too hard to bring it. And, and, and that's, yeah. And even though that's maybe a side point to the whole, like, it's not allowed thing, it was well, just, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to buy any rules. Here's and, my thought, uh, though, is if we do find an area where you're allowed to take them, I don't want to spoil anybody's wilderness experience either. So I think that if you, like if we were off trail and we feel like we were, you know, miles from your nearest person, I think it's okay to get some overhead shots. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you mentioned that. But I think in addition, even if you're kind of early on in the trail section, let's say within that first couple of miles, like I think it's cool if you were to fly it almost like right alongside everybody to get kind of a cool hiking shot if you're into that sort of thing. And I don't think that would bother anybody unless people were coming the opposite way. And they were coming downhill, and you were going uphill, and they made you step aside. But wouldn't you find that a lot in the first two miles? I'm sure. But hey, let me tell you one one story about this um, person that okay. had a, had an interesting drone experience. They were out backpacking, and I think they were in an area where they had to camp, kind of near some other people. And mm. like at nighttime, like you know, like it's it's dusk, and out. It is. You're correct. It is dusk at nighttime. Well, like right when. Okay, I want to. I want like to the beginning of night time. Well, just you know, if people were. I want to explain. It wasn't like late, late, but it's like right yeah. at the beginning. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, this, so this, so out comes a drone, and it's loud, and it's annoying the heck out of this guy. He doesn't say anything, but he goes and you know, like, eventually, like, the sound goes away. He goes to sleep. Uh, dawn, the drone sound comes back. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, so he's, you know, like he gets it at night. He hears it in the morning. He is frustrated. So does he go and throw a rock at the drone? He gets out of his tent 
and discovers that it's actually not a drone, but just clouds of mosquitoes. (laughs) 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 He thought it was a drone. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That is great. were, Were mosquitoes mentioned at all? For annoying things? No, strangely they weren't. That's a good okay, call. That's, that's weird. Oh, yeah, good, good call. I, I think it's like mosquitoes are the most annoying before dusk, right? Like they're just hovering around the campsite. Like a drone. Like a drone. Oh. And, you know, I think I mentioned that mosquito story when we were at Gravel Pit at Emigrant Wilderness where I was waiting for you guys and there were so many mosquitoes. And it was like dusk, five, I don't know, almost nighttime. And I had so many mosquitoes around me. I had to get into the fetal position on the trail and just, <laughs> and just cover it. I didn't tell you that? And just cover my entire body. No, you with, told me that. I enjoyed uh, that story thoroughly, man. That was awesome. Because I was probably like a half a mile ahead of you guys, and I'm like, oh, I'll just wait there at the trailhead at the junction and wait. Oh, and you're go. waiting for us. Okay. And I have never seen that many mosquitoes. It was horrendous. Did and you? the mosquitoes, they don't really even like me that much, but these mosquitoes were up in my grill and then some. Right. So did I what? Did I put deed on? I don't, I don't even Yeah, we can talk about strategies for mosquitoes later. No. There's right. things called like bug spray. And- <laughs> that, bugs, it's <laughs> meth. It's all meth. Okay. It's all meth. All right. That's, we spent a lot of time on the drones, but that makes sense because it's our title, so that's okay. What's uh, your, you got number two. Give me I got number two. two, and this one I'm getting better at, but yeah. I still struggle with. So this is for all of you trip leaders out there who take more than a couple people with you, but... One of the most annoying things in a backpacking trip is when a trip actually costs some money and mm. you don't get paid back. Oh, yeah. Huh. So. Yeah. Uh, I have a solution for that. Okay. If you want it. Um, so the solution would be to have everybody get Square Cash, which is an app. Mm. It's kind of like a Venmo app. Even better, though. And I think this has eliminated... 70 to 80 percent of the mooching that i experienced in my lifetime and i wish i had it like 15 years ago because there's so many times you're like yeah yeah i'll get you for that i'll get you for that and my suggestion is you get somebody like me who likes to pay people back right away pat on the back for myself and uh you you get me in front of everybody else and be like hey derek can you say the thing about the square cash yeah hey carl i just paid you back on the square cash that 10 bucks right here boom boom you're good to go thanks again for doing that little getting the shuttle for us or whatever and then, uh, you know, it's like there's no excuse because it's not like, oh, you know, I got to wait. Let me get you back in the car with my 10 bucks. Let me get you back at dinner with my. It's like, hey, pull out your iPhone that everybody has and just pay you in two seconds. So gotcha. that's one option. I don't okay. know. No, I would say another one with that is to like just be super upfront. Right. Like once you know the co- as soon as you know the cost, use the iPhone again, but use the text and Ooh, say this is how. Text. Yeah. Put it on because we have that group text running all the time, and there's just some hilarious yeah, yeah. things on there. But that's that's, that's also like a super practical thing. I mean, like there's been a ton of stuff we've used it for practical things. I would think just send it out like long before we ever hit the trail, so that it's kind of like it's almost part of the gear list at that point. Yeah. Mm. So if I had to choose between the two, Derek, I would go yeah. with Rocky Solution uh, because I think that enabled me to get paid back more than. The uh, typical rate of payback. I will. I will shoot down your idea. Uh, two things that you said that are completely false. First thing. <laughs> first thing is. Tell me how you really. Feel. There's one guy, not you, that's into square cash on our trip. I'm not going to name names. And he said that he square cashed me to pay me back, and he did not. Mm. So. Mm. Um, so and I think he. I, genu- can, I, can I don't s- think he was lying. I think he genuinely believed he did, and if something didn't go through. But in the end, I didn't get right. the money, and I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna like go chasing, you know, after, right, 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 after right. him. So, um, so that's one. Yeah. Okay, no, 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 don't, don't jump in on that one. Se- second <laughs> thing is, I need you to take the pat off your back because you Ooh. did not. You're one of the people Remove. that I am referring to that did not completely pay me back. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, so, what are you talking about? Um, you, pay, you covered my food at the end. You basically paid twenty bucks back, but this this trip happened to be like the most expensive trip we've ever been on with um, lots of different things. So, don't you have square cash? <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the tab of other things. But um, I mean, no, I think Jared I think pay, I know. think you covered my. I think later you ended up paying me back. Didn't you cover? So we did something later, like months later, and so I think I think we're even now. But at the time. I'm just not the guy who's going to be like, hey, you still owe me like $15. Look, 
Which Look, isn't a big deal, not, but when there's like five guys that owe you fifteen dollars, like that's a lot. You know, it's kind of a big deal. No, dude. Okay, I'm saying this publicly, like, and and I appreciate you for not hunting me down or whatever. But like, I I try to do. I try to be a person who pays people back right away because I'm so annoyed by people who don't do that and they say they're going to do that. So feel free to hit me up okay. later. I I will not. You will mind. not be offended. No, I won't. Right. Absolutely not. Um, but I I think I would lean toward Rockies anyway because I know that I. I think there was something where people owed me money at the end of dinner or something like that. Like, Jared, pay me right away. But we had, like, the texting thing going. It's like, and, and you don't even have to, like, call people out. You just really jump on the text group and be like, hey, um, you know, I got money from so-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. And then the other guy's going to feel like that's, really awkward. It's kind of passive-aggressive, but sure. It's, su- it's super passive-aggressive, but it might work. So, okay, just, 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 <clears throat> just to put things in perspective, um, for years, like, nobody really paid me back. Uh, it w- they we weren't super expensive trips, so it wasn't a big deal. It was more like gas money and then like park entrance fee kind of stuff. I feel like we could um, have a. I feel like we could have an episode about Carl's woes, like a Carl's yeah. woes. Well, that's episode. kind of what this episode is, dude. But let me just <coughs> just to wrap this thought up. Just so you mm-hmm. know, we had seven guys that had to pay me back, and like I got paid back the equivalent of three and a half of the guys in the end. That's sad. That's so sad. Maybe maybe fat four now if I round it up with uh with that. So anyway, still struggling, but I did do what Rocky suggested, and I and I put it out there, put the the stuff out there ahead of time. So. Okay. Okay. My my final one here. Uh, I know we're getting long, or I'm just gonna spout this out. Um, you know, there's there's people who uh, like to leave furniture on the trail, and furniture. Uh, <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> We've talked about this. Did we? Did we talk about it? That's. Um, and, and it's funny because you know sometimes you find this furniture like a hundred yards from the trailhead, and it's like, like, like couches, like chairs, like full chairs, like okay. it's crazy. <laughs> I don't even get it, but um, you know stuff like that, like. So I don't know what kind of solution you guys would have for that. It's a good that. point, man. I'll, I'll jump in on that one because the person <laughs> that you're referencing is me. Uh, what? what? And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was me. I don't know if it was 100 yards from the trailer. I think it was more like maybe a mile because it was before I said, yeah, to that dude who didn't uh, want to be yad. So, okay. And I know that that was a little longer than 100 yards, but still, no, it's a good point. Um, I would – the simple solution uh, – don't pack with 30 minutes until you have to leave your house to get on a flight to, mm. you know, <laughs> go a thousand miles or whatever. Which That yeah. would be one of them. And then, or just have a lighter chair that's got four legs with it. So you're thinking about it. You're thinking about the upgrade? Yeah. No, I, dude, I've always brought the, I was the first one to bring a chair you, and I've always brought have, like a. No, yeah, your yeah. chair's great. Uh, I was surprised. Yeah, they're all four that, legs. Yeah, I was surprised you brought that huge one though. That you know, which was weird. Yeah, it, so. it was. It was just. It was the most comfortable chair that I had. I just decided to go for comfort over basically wisdom, and I paid the price. And uh, I do hope somebody did get some relaxation out of that, though. Oh, you know they did. Yeah, I would say I was shocked that trip because you overindulged in the weight, and uh, you shockingly were like last off the trail, which I never ever thought would happen. Barring, no, you're right. barring a broken leg, maybe. But that's about it. So <laughs> just, to give, just to put this in perspective, because I think some people might be like, what, what are we talking about with kind of how much weight is Rocky bringing? There was a trip. It wasn't that trip, but there was a trip where he, I think that was the first trip you bought your chair. And we were kind of resting in a spot. And I, you still, you had like your chair and you had like a bunch of other gear that wasn't on your pack. It was just kind of strewn about. Had kind of a little yard sale going on there. Yeah. But I picked up the stuff that was like in your pack still. Just what your pack was holding, I could barely lift it off the ground. I would estimate it at about 80 pounds. So when you add in like a full-blown camp chair plus whatever else you had kind of laying all over the place, like that, you had to be pushing 100 pounds there. Yeah, Derek, I I think you're absolutely right on uh, um, this problem of mine. I mean, (laughs) hopefully it's only a one-time issue. (laughs) But um, I do think there is a definite way to remedy it. And... I'm still actually considering doing this if it's still there, but that is sending someone back or going back yourself. And I think the only honorable way would be for me to go back for myself. Maybe along the way I might find Jared's not Frisbee, but disc. Uh, Mm. So I might kill two birds with one stone, but yeah, I think that going back yourself to pick up whatever it was, maybe without the pack or something. I should have honestly, I didn't know that happened, but had I known that you'd you'd done that, um, I would have gone back for it. I think. If I knew where it was, because if you just threw it like into like some bushes, then it's true. I'm not gonna find that. Well, the thing is, I was so delirious. I don't even know if I knew it happened either until I actually told you guys and realized that I'd done it. 
All right, hey guys, I got a couple of shout outs here. I want to say thanks to Joel for posting on the uh, the Facebook page. Joel, thanks again. Appreciate it, dude. Also, Steve, uh, Steve had a question, Carl. I'm going to throw this at you and see what you say. Uh, he said, how, okay. Ready. How, about, uh, ultra, uh, how about an ultralight? He's talking about like, you know, when he goes backpacking with his family and stuff. He's like, how about an ultralight trip on a budget and hiking on time constraints? I have five kids, which makes it a little tricky on budget and timing. So I'm assuming most people have similar issues. What advice would you give? So this is like, yeah, like the, I thought about this one for a little bit actually after I saw the posting and this is one of the most complex questions because there's like three, actually like four different threads here. You have ultralight, so how to go ultralight, how to go on a budget, so ultralight on a budget, but also I assume like the, the trip planning itself is on a budget. Uh, you get the time constraints, which he threw in, and then you get the family, which he threw in. I feel like I feel like we would, we'd have to attack each part separately, and then do a separate episode with this, so that we could really like honor this question. Because I think it's a really good question, and I think that you could I mean, even for people that don't have children, for example, you could relate it to newbies or people that were um, needing gear or something like that. But there's definitely some t- tips and tricks that I have that could help. But I don't know that there's this perfect answer to be honest well, well well why don't we do some well steve we'll do this we'll do some homework we'll about you know budgeting time constraints I, I know we're gonna do some episodes on those topics anyway and it would be better for you i think if we did a little bit more homework on that and applied our own experiences as well so we will definitely be getting back to this uh, in more detail for you this is almost like a combination of like newbies and shaving weight in unexpected ways like part two if you were to like combine the sequels to those episodes together, I think you'd come out with hopefully something that's helpful. True. So we'll get, to, maybe in a couple episodes we'll get to that because that's, that's a really good one. I like it. So thanks All for right. Trivia. Let's, let's do some trivia. trivia guys. All right. I'm Ooh, ready. Let's, let's, let's do I'm it. I'm ready. Okay. So it's my trivia to do trivia. You had trivia last week, which was absolutely absurd. So it was epic. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Okay. So this trivia is, is uh-huh. going to stay with, with our theme, of course, which is, um, you know, complaints about the trail. <laughs> and, <laughs> So one of the more common complaints that I saw from all of those Facebook posts was about leaving trash on the trail, okay? And yeah, there were yeah. there were like three or four specific trashy sort of items that were specifically complained about. So none of them, and none of them mm. were permits or drink mix, just to point that out. They were other things. And so if I'm going to have you guys, if you could each come up with one a piece, then that would... Let me say that again. <laughs> that, was, that was redundant. If you could each come up with one, yeah, then like, I think that that is a successful trivia answer. I'm going to give you guys two guesses each. Uh, most complained about trash on the trail. Okay, I got a couple that might. Okay, I'll get one. Um, I can say most complained about would be freeze dry. Well, I'm just going to say food wrappers. Food wrappers is incorrect. Oh, wow. Yeah, Damn. I think that was mentioned, really? but that wasn't on. That wasn't mentioned more than once. Man, I was, I was, that was actually going to be mine, too, okay, right there. Yeah. Toilet toilet paper. What about toilet paper? Toilet paper's Ooh, correct. Toilet paper. Yeah. Correct. Ooh, so they call yeah. it, like, somebody called it, like, a toilet paper, like, flower, like, it's growing out of the ground because it wasn't fully buried. Come on, and people. We, ta- we talked about this in the previous uh, we did. episodes. We did. We did. Pine cones, okay. rocks, dig a hole. It's not, no, <laughs> it's not what we talked about. We talked about packing it out. That's what the proper <laughs> way is. <laughs> oh yeah, and don't even, and don't even <laughs> ring it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Rocky, we're down to you. Um, the last time we had a guest on was Knowlton, and he, not only did he fail the question that Derek had posed at us, but he actually didn't even, like, do his punishment that he said was not going to be very hard to do. So, oh, wow. So this is kind of, yeah. kind of a lot riding on this, Rocky. What's your guess? Sad. This is, there, there is pressure here. Kind of based on experience, I would just say things from the ranger station, like maps mm. or other... You know, stuff that you'd take from the ranger station station out with you onto the trail. You're talking about me leaving a permit on the trail. Is that what you're talking about? No. I, I already said that that wasn't one of the things. I wasn't. Sure. Actually, I would guess that would be the only real reference right there. Derek, I did not mean to. I just threw Derek under the bus. That's okay. Derek. I leave permits. You leave chairs. We're, we're both guilty. Mm, we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, dude. So some sort of paraphernalia from the ranger station is in... Correct. I had a bad feeling it would yeah. be, but all right. So that so the the two other things that kind of popped up quite a bit were cigarette butts. Oh. And yeah. this is kind of a combo, like dog poo or the poo bag. 
Oh, I didn't know that would be like trash. They leave the poo bag? They leave the poo bag. Like the, they, they well, actually the pick the poo trash. up. They like do Come a little on. tie the knot and then they're just like, eh, little um, like, gift for nature there. Like the heart, <laughs> yeah, like the, the heart parts, the heart parts already done. Like just take you it. You know what I think it is? I think they actually like, like they're doing like an out and back or some sort of loop and they're going to come back for it and they just like don't pick it. It's embarrassing for the dog. It's really embarrassing for the dog. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's for terrible. sure. I think maybe if they required people to label the bag with their dog's name on it, that'd be even more embarrassing. <laughs> probably true. That'd probably like that would that would probably actually be the solution for that annoyance. For sure. All right, so Rocky, I think I've been rolling this punishment around for a little while. I think this is I think you'll be good at this one. So I just want you to simply roll up into a convenience store and just buy anything. You can buy like one of your favorite Arizona iced teas, whatever. But before you go in, I want you to put on a shaving cream beard. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Consider it done. And then you, you just got to yes. buy your thing. You can't be like, yeah, I'm doing this, you know, because I lost a bed or whatever. You, you just got to you just got to be like a like a guy with a shaving cream beard on in the Straight store. Face. You got to have yeah, you have like somebody filming you. Wow, who just just I just have to own it. Got to own it. Just got to own it, dude. Like I belong it. there. Right. With a shaving cream. Like, what's wrong with this? (laughs) (laughs) And a a topper would be if you did buy the iced tea to to crack it open and drink it right there. Try not to get the shaving cream in the drink. (laughs) And and then just just walk. (laughs) Uh, This will be better than Knowlton's lack of trying to get chased around by somebody playing an instrument in Nepal. But... Terrible. <laughs> Sounds like we're except for the challenge, so we'll give you we'll give you a couple weeks to make this happen, and we'll post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'll definitely need some time. Guys, we're going to wrap it here. Thanks again for tuning in to Backpacking Blisters. Thanks you for all the support from everybody. Uh, keep those questions coming in. Check out that Facebook page. We'll have more uh, pictures and videos coming soon. And uh, <clears throat> we'll see you guys next time on the next episode. And remember, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. I want to fly. Yes, sir. That'll be three twenty-five, please. Uh, yeah, no problem. Um, do you do you guys uh do you guys take Square Cash or uh, or just cash? Oh, no, here we I, do. But I got here. I'll, here's some cash. That's fine. I mean, Square Cash is okay. a lot easier if you want to think about doing it. But yeah, th- thanks. But seriously, what's up with your face? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I mean, I just you've never seen a shaving cream beard before. I'm Will Cooper, host of Huntstand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.